What are you drinking there, champ? It's milk because I was going to go get a coffee, but I didn't want to disturb her because she's out by where the kitchen is, and I would have had to boil the um the jug. So look at that. Look, that's that's our new sponsor for the week. Chun Yunai, like pure milk. Chun Yunai, like that? Did I say yeah, it right? Chun Yunai. Chun Yunai. This week, Distractor Sports. Uh, no, two cents gets distracted. Is brought to you by Chun Yunai. Like, go. isn't that? <laughs> Right, look at you, look at you. Where are you, Mark? You are in China. 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 Yeah. How's it going over there? There's apartments. That's like a thirty-something floor apartment building next door. Oh, fantastic! Wow. You don't have a TV. You can just look out the window and see what the hell your neighbours are up to. Mm, I'm very much on the ground floor in West Auckland at the moment. Right. I'm on the fourteenth floor. Now look at you. In look kind you. of west, west Wuhan. So we're both Westies. We're, yeah, that's right. Uh, how close are you to that um, gain of faction research center? I think, I think, I think pretty far. <laughs> I'm You're kind of far. in the burbs out here. Well, it's the the lab though. That's the one you got to worry about because there's more credence oh, in yeah. the old lab leak theory these days. The gain of function research okay. center of Wuhan studying coronaviruses. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to have a look on the map and see how far I am. But you should do that yeah, for your video. Go along. Try and get into that facility. Um, I feel like that was like, I feel like that was that that would get me more into trouble than what I was just talking about when I got into a little bit of trouble yesterday. But yeah, okay. Well, we can talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. Mm. But this isn't a podcast about just talking about your wonderful expeditions <laughs> around the wonderful land of China. This is a podcast yes. about rugby. Like now, I'm going to be a little bit reliant on you, Tones, to kind of oh. to guide us on, on oh, the path no. of the rugby for the last no. couple of weeks. No, no, I've, no, seen you, less, you... I've seen less than normal. Oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that because I've really been like, Mark's not here. I don't have to really stay too, <laughs> too abreast with it. No one's going to be testing on me on it every week. Uh, I have caught uh, – you've been doing a little bit, though. I've seen you've uploaded – you're yeah. still uploading your videos. Uh, you've still been getting out. Um, a, little bit super rugby, a little bit of Champions Cup, so yeah, watching what I can, for sure. Okay, well, I'd say that's basically what I've done as well. A little bit of this, okay. a little bit of that. I can give you some more NRL um, uh, insights into what they're right. doing in the world that's of them. Exactly of, you, no, 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 no. There is relevance to rugby union, but there's okay. more and more rumours in the in the rumour mill, rumours in the room, Ooh. that's where they belong, uh, that more players could just be sneaking across and looking at Eddie Jones's history, Eddie Jones kind of built that uh, World Mm. Cup team in 2003 Mm. team around poaching some incredible uh, rugby league talent. And he's trying to Mm. do that. So we can talk a little bit about that uh, down the track. But where should we start? Should we start with Heineken Cup? Should we start with Super Rugby? Or should we uh, just look lovingly into each other's eyes and, and miss each other? What's the feeling been like with the old Super Rugby across the last couple of weeks? Like, yes, last week there was only four games on. There's only four games on this week. Or there is like a table tapping, table tapping, table topping clash between I think the Chiefs and the Hurricanes. But 
super depressing. It should be called super Ooh. depressing rugby, not super rugby at the moment. It kind of, um, and it seems wild to me that, you know, a big weekend where people are off and people want to get some entertainment, we only put on we only put on four games, whereas in the uh, NRL, they, they put on more games than they usually do. So um, Is it just, it just seems... the NRL have more common sense with just like basic kind of marketing? Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. They seem to be able to sell the fight. They they're way better with the narrative. They're way better with the storytelling. They really tap into the tribalism of the fans and all mm. that sort of jazz. They're not self righteous in the way they promote it. They promote to like uh, you know the primal level of what a fan really wants Lowest to see and all that sort of jazz. stuff. Yeah, you could call it that, or you could just call it general human interest. Like people love a fight right. and people love well, that's, conflict. That's, that's... I'm not, I don't mean to be derogatory about it, but that's kind of like, you know, if you've got like an action movie, you're not trying to sell it on its plot and nonsense, right? You just like, this is what it is. Like, sell it for what it is. Yeah. Well, Go they do the sell streets. the plot. They, they sell they sell the players that have gone to other teams where there may be bad, bad blood. They sell the sell the historical rivalries. They sell the argy-bargy and the niggle that's been in between these teams and all that sort of stuff. And they, and they give it a lot of sort of... Pomp, no, pomp and um, ceremony is not quite the word, but like the bogan version of pomp and ceremony, whatever that right. is. Um, right. And it's and it's uh, thrilling to watch. To me, it kind of reminds me a lot when because I've been flicking across from NRL to this is an analogy that may you may not understand, but I'll try. I'm not because you're dense, just because it's not a sport you follow. You <laughs> Uh, the it kind of reminds me when I'm watching NRL and Super Rugby the difference between watching UFC and Bellator. So you, do you know what Bellator is? Yeah, I've seen Bellator. So, so Bellator is like the next biggest uh, uh, MMA competition or, or you know promotion in the world essentially, um, but they're still miles miles behind where the UFC is. When you flick on the UFC, the arenas are absolutely jam packed. There's a huge amount of buzz and excitement. The fans are absolutely going absolutely crazy. They got the broadcast is just on point, high level. It's just wildly engaging. And then when you go to Bellator, um, they actually have really high level fighters. They have like Ooh. fighters that could a lot of the like the champions and stuff could easily be in the UFC. They have a lot of really good content, but it's just a little bit slow in terms of there's mistakes in the production. The crowds are kind of half empty. There doesn't feel like there's that excitement. They feel like they're trying yeah. to just push shit up a hill by getting manufactured excitement, and it just and that's what it kind yeah, of feels that like. Sounds when I'm just like it. Super Rugby. Yeah, that's and that's just sort of it. Like when I'm flicking between the two channels of watching Super Rugby and NRL, it yeah, it's just. No one there. Like, there's no one in the crowd. Like, you, you talked about how they've the, had the bad blood with guys moving teams. One of the super rugby things they did recently was like not really a piece about it, but they just talked about it. Like, Len Appisai, he's played for all the super rugby teams in New Zealand. Isn't that cool? Yeah. We all like, yeah. like Len. Yeah, exactly. And where he should be actually sold as like some sort of um, gun for hire, basically, mm. you know, that he, he'll, he, wherever he goes, he does an, a, a massive job and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And yeah, just bring us a little bit of excitement. It's just, I don't know. I like, I even like, we're talking specifically about sort of Sky Sport advertising, but you know, that the, the ad where they really try and sell Super Rugby and they're like, it's Super Rugby Pacific. It's wild. It's lit. They just try and tell you it's great mm. without telling you why yeah. it's great. You know, yeah. and it's just like the best of oh the Pacific. My God. And it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
you know yeah. let's go and you're like come dude this is just there is no substance here the, you're not yeah. you're just phoning it in and there seems to be this real disconnect now between super rugby and the fans and i kind of think it started like when we put less emphasis on npc rugby like npc mm. rugby was the first one where the you know when we were kids like the battle of the bridge was you know we would pack out eden park for that you know the waikato yeah. Their fans would travel all around the country following them. The, the Ranfley Shield was like half a step down from a test match in terms of its real significance. But now it just, yeah, seems pretty depressing uh, in a lot of lot of ways. And for me, it's, I don't mean to be catastrophic, uh, catastrophizing the situation, but kind of feels that with all the talent leaving New Zealand, that the players are kind of catching onto it. They're like, why am I going to stick around for like four or five big games in New Zealand? And then just play in front of like five thousand people every other week. You know, they these guys are elite athletes, and they can. And then they look at the Heineken Cup, or even if they, you know, look at the Six Nations or whatever, they look at what's happening over offshore. Like Tom Robinson, did you hear Tom Robinson's leaving? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he could go. Ble- what are the chances we see him in an Ireland jersey in like three years or something like that? You know, like he hasn't made a Test match. So mm. yeah, That's it's crazy. How old is he? I don't know. Mid twenties. <laughs> Get a little bit of schmutz, little schmutz on your lip there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, um, was, yeah. I was about to say something as you were ranting on about Super Rugby. <laughs> what was I going to say? Yeah. Oh yeah, because I had that video the other day where I went around Eden Park on the Force Against Blues game. I only picked that game. I didn't pick that one because I thought it was going to be a stinker. I picked it because it was in the yeah. afternoon and having a little camera with a little lens tends to do well with this natural sunlight as opposed to at night. But that game was really quite dull in terms of the atmosphere. And there was a couple mm. of factors. I mean, the fact that the force aren't a real big draw is a factor. Like the week mm. before, there were 24,000 people there for the Crusaders. And this game, mm. the big 10 there against the force. And the Warriors were playing at exactly the same time and they had almost 20,000 people at their game. So... Yeah, Auckland is a city, at least for the Blues' point of view, like three teams in it at the moment, Moana Pacifica, the Blues, and the Warriors. And I feel mm. like, I mean, there's the people to go to all three for sure, but how many people are genuinely going to go to more than one a week? I, I don't think many. Very, very few. A handful of people, I think. I think New actually, Rugby the, thought Moana Pacifica is going to get the Tongan Rugby League fans to come along, and it's like, well, Moana Pacifica's a team largely made up of guys who couldn't get into the other Super Rugby teams. Or as the Tongan, yeah. uh, Tongan Rugby League team as a team jam packed full of NRL superstars. And so is the Samoan uh, Rugby League team. The right, Samoan mm. Rugby League team is jam packed full of superstars. Like Jerome Luai was one of the best players in the NRL, won two back to back comps, and he was um, driving around the park at the World Cup. And he got the, and they got them to the final. And the whole of freaking Auckland was covered in Samoan flags. Like, yeah, the, in terms of the, the Battle of the Pacific, in our no, rugby league is absolutely mopping the floor with yeah, rugby yeah. union right now. There really, really is, and that would be a great shame if we if we lose those talent. Look, I love I love rugby league, so um, I want rugby league to do well. But yeah, yeah, but I really don't want to see um, rugby union just completely fall off a cliff in this country. And it and and well, all so the markets been a been a push to try and get into that market, right? Yeah, but like mm. it's really it's they're not they don't have 
they don't seem to have obviously all the players are, are from Pacific heritage but Ooh. they none of them live in Tonga or Samoa they all basically seem like NPC players good really good NPC players some really great talent there but not quite good enough to Ooh. play for any other um, super rugby team and Aaron Major is not quite good enough to be a super rugby coach of any other he, team he it's a team of the kind of also rands and I think people feel that that's why people don't show up in droves 100 percent. so you want us to get excited about this team that you've kind of put in there to you know fill the numbers and it's just a, a ploy like mm. and i i think for, there has been a call for, to have a super a pacific team for years but it needs to be a pacific team you know it needs to, there well, needs to be a the if i take my negative nelly hat on and put my positive yep. hat on blue's got twenty four thousand mm. against the crusaders this week we got moana pacific playing in up here that's good news yeah it'll be a but, it's a, but do you think it's going to be like the draw and and um and nandy isn't it they play and they play in suva don't they they play in latoka uh, they played in nandy i think i think they played in a couple of venues the, the draw have been the stars in terms of packing out every single game like i had loads yeah, of comments but, on that either part video saying bro you need to come to fiji if you want atmosphere yeah 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 100 yeah, and like uh, because they're so they are the fijian they are fijian they are reside right. in fiji they're, they're a, a fijian king yeah, hundred percent. I look. What a sad day it will be if they're in um, Apia and they don't get, they get a handful of people. I, I, yeah, it will be interesting because remember, like they've had issues filling out Apia Park before because they've had to cover the cost of hosting games, and then they've had to put ticket prices higher than what people are willing to or can afford to pay. So, hopefully, yeah, they right. can keep the prices low and they can get a good turnout. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully that are we being they can turn that around. Are we just are we just kind of piling on? Like, because the on-field product, I think, is great. Yeah, yeah, I think the on-field I mean, there's the nothing wrong. There's often so many guys missing. I think there's uh, one of the problems with the on-field product right now. There is, seems to be a really big gap between the haves and the have-nots. Um, mm. The the teams at the lower end of the f- there's just too many um, ass whippings. There's no like the this weekend. Yeah, there's no yeah, yeah. You, I want to go into a um a Rebels versus Crusaders game and be like, not knowing how it's going to well, go like, instead of thinking, like, well, how many of the Crusaders get a win by? Yeah, and like, it, well, in the weekend where we played the Rebels, like it was the Rebels played well. You know, they mm. they they looked okay, but it was never like, are we gonna are we gonna be yeah, able to get up this? for this? Like, yeah. Yeah. no. Whereas. Um, there's only a handful of games where you go and going, Jesus could go either way, you know? And Ooh. I think um, the teams like the Waratahs and the Highlanders, um, traditional teams that have done well in the past are just getting worse. And, and my, the Reds Ooh. seem like they're getting worse. Um, yeah, I so, the Brumbies yeah. seem to be really flying the flag for Australia at the moment as well. Wow, they look pretty good. They do look pretty Ooh. good, to be fair. Yeah. So that's uh yeah maybe maybe we're just maybe we're just getting old and, and cantankerous. I think so. Maybe. Maybe. Wow. Maybe at some point we can sit down and do a big dissection of where things have gone wrong because I don't think I don't think it's a quick like people like to point to one thing. This is the reason Super Rugby is not as successful as it used to be. I do feel like it's it's a multitude of things all kind of working together. And some of them are external factors, but certainly a lot of them were in the hands of the organizers. Yeah, and I think the the NZR do ha- have a lot of um, explaining to do, and just the, for me, the NZR's decisions, the NZR sort of being in bed with the broadcasters, having too much control of 
how they want those how they want the product to be um, packaged essentially has kind of made it all just a little bit no frills well not no frills but just yeah just very very substanceless you know whether that's actually a word or not i'm not sure substanceless would you give that an okay as a word lacking of something okay from the country of china where they speak china that's great thanks china appreciate it all right well so so, yeah. Okay. Should we just go through the results of the uh, Super Rugby? Oh, Super Rugby. Yes. 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 Of okay. Um, I don't know if I can tell you all the results. Can I just tell you the ones I can remember? Oh, oh, I just lost you. Oh. I think because I'm playing with my phone, my phone connected to the <laughs> audio. There we go. Yeah, my right, phone like the audio. What did you say? There was only four so results. The, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. So the results. Uh, I the 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 Chiefs are continuing their fantastic season. Uh, chlamydia for everybody. Uh, they uh, got up over the Canes. No, they got. Oh shit! Do they? Oh, fuck. who beat the Canes? Uh, the Canes beat the Highlanders. Ah, oh, that's the. Oh, I thought it was. A, I watched that game. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Canes, the Canes this weekend. I think I put that play. I put uh, that seed in your mind earlier, and it's just come to fruition. Um, yeah, sorry. Okay, and we bet the uh, the Blues bet the Rebels. Rebels fifty four seventeen. The Rebels lost half their team due to injury during that game. Yeah, uh, the uh, oh God, this is a great rugby podcast when we're just scratching for the results. Uh, the Reds um, lost to the Brumbies for the first yeah. time at home in a very long time. Yeah, and Brad Thorne. Oh, God. Brad Thorne, hell of a player, probably the most winningest man in the history of of both league and union, especially combined. Um, Yeah, he's got a lot to prove in terms of the coaching um, side of things, doesn't he? His first couple of years started off all right, man. He won the 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 NRC, which was the. which was like the MPC, which has now been capped. Mm-hmm. He won the NRC with like Queensland Country. And then, yeah, he won Super Rugby Australia one of those years. Yeah, Remember, the Reds before he took over would, would do it bad. So yeah, sure. they at least got okay. a bit better. Uh, maybe I'm better, being but they, they seem to have kind of apexed in a track uh, maybe the I'm, Maybe I'm being a bit rough on Horny Thorny. Uh, okay. Yeah. And finally, the Pacifica the lost to her. Mm. The Pacifica lost to whoever they played, and the Pacifica. Oh yes, that's right. I, I watched that. I watched that. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That was their and, best and game, it... I think, but they still they lost played. They played really well. They were still in it at halftime, weren't they? That's right. They were leading at halftime. That's right. Yeah, they've got to try just before the break. I did watch this. This thing. I watched that game. You watched some and... rugby. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that game and I watched the Highlanders um, game, but I was struggling to actually remember what happened. It was just, I don't know if it's lack of, even like a lack of crowd must impact the players. Like when there's a big crowd and there's atmosphere in there, because I was watching some of the NRL games when they're going, you know, they're they're running out and they're absolutely packed. The players are just look buzz in the eyes. They just look, you know, fiercely excited. I don't know if I'm just, you know, seeing that just making it up in my yeah. own head but it's different to watching old Bodie Barrett kind of go out there and go okay club rugby this weekend boys how are we going to go mm. you know mm. uh, just on that uh, Bodie Barrett's been copping quite a lot of grief over here about his uh, he actually played pretty well on the weekend but before that mm. he was quite a copping quite a bit of grief and people suggesting that he wouldn't even make like uh, the starting 23 for the All Blacks all this sort of chat 
Ooh. How do you feel? What do you? What are you? What's yours? What's your take? Next How do you think he's going Blues legend. He did you see him uh, step on the dead ball line against the Chiefs? Did you see that? He went Ooh, over, put himself, through, put himself yes. through a gap very, very nicely, yes. but stood on the dead ball line. Just, yes. yeah, I think in all three of the games that the Blues have lost this year with the Crusaders, the Brumbies, and kind of glaring um, um, errors, right? Yeah. Yeah, right when the crunch he's time also is. Done he's done good stuff to balance it. Like, I remember him getting a couple of tries, but then also blowing some stuff. So, like, I feel like he's yeah. not going to be Do you think he's lost half a yard of pace? Like, he's not as young as he used to be. Yeah, mm. but he, that was always one of his strengths that he had just that mm. exceptional uh, acceleration yeah. and could get and through those older, gaps. You need to be able to like get in the right position rather than the right kind of just pace to deal with things. So. And and there's always been um, just an element of audaciousness to his play that's made him brilliant. Mm. The fact that he'll go for those sort of attacking kicks when other people won't, he'll take on those gaps, and that's really been his strength. Mm. But yeah, goal kicking has not been a strength. Um, no. Territorial I kicking. Think he came out like the first okay. week, I think, and he just kicked everything, and it was like, wow, Bodie's been working on his kicking in mm. the off season because he really wants mm. that AB spot. And then, like, no, he's just regular. Not so good. He's like a sixty-six <laughs> Yeah, which isn't, which is something we've really missed since um, uh, Dan Carter DC, left the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah just someone who's going like to ultra boot. Operated eighty-eight percent, you know. That's yeah. pretty bloody good. Other you countries know, do that. Line. Yeah. Well, it cost us a Lion series, Bodie's kicking, mm. if you remember. That's mm. right. Anyway. And that game against South Africa, where we, was it where we lost in Wellington? Like, he missed just mm. half the kicks at golf. Yeah, and relatively, like, hard kicks, but, like, ones you'd expect an one international of them, one of them was, to One get. of them was, like, that's 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 a set. Like, one of them, I remember, was, like, you got to be getting that one, and he just fluffed it. So, But, I mean, yeah, anyway. Well, would you, if you had Moanga, or you'd rather Moanga was kicking for your life rather than um, Bodhi? Shit, yeah, probably. I wouldn't want to put mm. myself in either of those guys' hands, to be honest. <laughs> well, we, they're, we're in their hands as all black fans. Essentially, yes, that's sure. what it's going to come down to at the end of the day. D-Mac uh, has been the guy. That's why they're saying he should be left out of the um, 23, because they're like, well, you put D-Mac at fullback, mm. or you can put him at, you know, fly half pivot and he's just been you know he's right in his prime right now he's he's cutting yeah. up like anyone's business and then you've got to rate Moanga above Bodie so they're like he's out of the 23 so might be right. genuinely might be right yeah I don't it's know I, I, I love Bodie. At the moment. Uh, yeah yeah that's right the class right. the class is permanent right so yeah and it's just a coincidence that they've got really well once that Warren Gatlin has completely left the organization um just a coincidence well, he wasn't really coaching. That's when he left. He anyway, rugby. Maybe he put the framework in for this uh, amazing success. That's it. That's yeah. just all yeah, the yeah. fruits of his labors. Well done, Warren. Well done, sir. Weather. Yeah. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. All right. What else are we going to talk about, Mark? Why don't we Shit. lead with like just a big bitch session about super <laughs> rugby? <laughs> <laughs> Do we need a bitch about the Champions Cup? Because honestly, there were four games. And they were well. One of them was like a fourteen-pointer, if you want to call that close. But they were all blowouts. Yeah, they were all blowouts. And um, 
Yeah, not a great week for rugby, really. Well, they, I mean, the crowds, crowds were better at the Champions Cup for sure, especially like the Toulouse crowd and the um, yeah. Lower Shelf crowd. The two French crowds were just gangbusters. Well, the Leinster Lens, Lens crowd, Leinster crowd was looking yeah, really, really good. good as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I think even Exeter, they all looked good. There's obviously, a, you know, their fans are really, really bought into it. But um, and especially because it's are, a quarterfinal. Yeah. So do you think if you're a South African fan of the national side, you need to worry about this form or do you put it down to travel, the fact that they're not? Because the, the Stormers and the Sharks were Sharks. handily beaten. And the Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they both got smashed. They both got smashed. So they all, um, they all got they all got knocked out pretty handily. Yes, there's no South African teams left in the Champions Cup at this point. I do think the travel is a factor, but if you're a South African fan, I think you've accepted the fact that travel is going to be a factor in whatever competition you play in because you're not near anybody who plays rugby at the same level as you. That's just going to be a factor. Yeah. Whether you travel to Europe, whether you travel to New Zealand, Australia, or you're, Canada, really... Argentina, you're going to be on the plane somewhere. You're really going to have to work on trying to build up that talent base in um, Zimbabwe. Yeah. Really, if you want a good rivalry, um, it's Namibia, yeah. It's uh, yeah, I do think there might be a factor of burnout the fact that these guys just are not really getting an extended break. Well, I mean, they did give the guys a bit of a break, I think, over the Six Nations period, but yeah, it's definitely one. I mean, I don't know if you've seen those couple of videos they've put out on the South African Rugby YouTube channel about managing like this whole no, I I haven't seen those. They were like kind of like inside the like far on the wall inside the Springbok camp, and like they were just discussing yeah. issues. Um, sometimes I might admit it felt about as natural as the the subway messages down here in China, which say harmonious society, be good to each other, and stand <laughs> together. Like the, sometimes the South African documentary was a bit like. Like, I'm sure it was a bit scripted or a bit forced, right? right. But it was just like how do we manage this this new like. Yeah, calendar where we've got guys playing up north and we've got we've got rugby championship, we've got guys playing all year round. So yeah. So it's sort of like CCP um uh pro um what is it what a propaganda basically. Don't say that too loudly uh-huh. in, in China, you might get arrested. <laughs> okay. If someone storms yeah, into the room right now. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like quite that overt, but it did feel at times a little bit I'm sure it was at least partially scripted. But yeah, they, they talked about having to how the, the current situation is new. And they need to find yeah. smart ways to deal with the fatigue and the travel and guys not getting a proper break. Because when it used to be they would play Super Rugby, they would have the break that our guys get, you know, over the summer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think there's a bit of a difference, though, between getting two or three weeks off and then also having a decent summer break. Like a decent summer mm. break, you're actually able to completely disconnect from rugby. Mm. There's no one in your yeah. organization who is actually working at the time as well. You're not right. getting emails. You're not getting game plans sent through to the you still. You're not on holiday. Yeah, everyone's on holiday. You're able just to disconnect from it all rather than training still going on, like there being maybe some sort of underlying pressure to still turn up and, and train with mm. the boys or doing all that sort of stuff. And that, that, stuff can also contribute to burnout so yeah pretty yeah i wasn't when i saw the results um because i saw the results before i watched um some of the footage i was like whoa this was a little bit of like i thought i thought the stormers would probably get up over exeter um but it was just i actually i picked that one yeah i picked the stormers i was like yeah man i reckon the stormers exeter have been in bad form all year stormers have got the talent they got they got walloped 42 17. 
Yeah. And did you see that um, footage of um, the Lions players traveling in economy to um, wherever oh, they were playing? Charles basically? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah. So that's <laughs> pretty funny. Anyway, that's not beside the point. What was your game of the round, though, for you? What was the one that you were like, oh, did you watch them all, like, or start to finish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I watched, I watched no. them all. Um, I mean, at least a couple of them had kind of good halves. La Rochelle Saracens was kind of fascinating because Saracens just, they had heaps of ball and they were just like attacking, attacking, attacking. And La Rochelle was like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to let you score any points. And I was just like, man, yeah. that's, that's crazy. They got some huge dudes in that team as well. Tawera Kubalo, it was nice to see him, yeah, you know, he's still double. hitting his straps. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Levante Body of the big PGN who literally plays either midfield or loose forward like Lebron wow. and is just like in this week you're a, a forward so yeah, yeah that's awesome i love it uh yeah, so that was that looked like it. and um i thought the sharks the sharks started their game relatively well yeah. didn't they yeah. i thought well, yeah. God, they, were, they, 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 the other games were kind of competitive for a while and then that player bosch looks all right he looks quite quality i liked um sure. he looked like he had lovely footwork yeah, he's got good footwork. He's got a big boot. Like, he can put a huge hang time on the ball. But he's got yeah, a right. very, very key weakness in this game that he cannot tackle can't the tackle. same life. Yeah. Can we just hide him like, somewhere? They, you they can't hide anywhere. They, they put Chamberlain, the other guy, in, in the line when they are defending on certain set plays. They just put Bosch at fullback. And I remember once this... when, I, I, I remember when I kept all the stats of, for, I think it was Super Rugby, I looked at Kerwin Bosch's stats and I was just like, Man, that, that guy genuinely just has a very, very bad tackling technique. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's a shame for him because I guess that rules him out of test match level, doesn't it, really? Basically. I mean, the Wallabies for a while. Do you remember Quade Cooper? They used to do that with him as well. They would hire yeah, him at fullback yeah. occasionally. But with, with Quade Quay, is a better tackler with, than, than Kuhn Bosch. With Quade Cooper, you used to like just bet on the fact that he'd make you at least twelve points and give away seven. Essentially, that's that right. was how it kind of worked. Oh yeah. gosh! Uh, and I thought Leinster—they—they um, they looked pretty clinical against Leicester, which was a hard yeah. one to follow in terms of um, commentary. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, and basically, that Leinster team—when you really watch them—they are the closest thing to an international team as a club side. You know, the, yeah, it's kind of reminds me. One club side has as many players from one single team, right? Kind of reminds me of like the 2002 uh, Crusaders, basically right. when they call them the the red and uh, the red and blacks, and the red and all blacks, basically. <laughs> you know, like they, even like Caleb Clark, not Caleb Clark, Caleb Ralph. Caleb Ralph. Um, Caleb Ralph, he made the squad, and then even uh, he made the All Blacks, and everyone's like, oh, okay, he's okay. He's like a relatively handy yeah, uh, like number solid. 11 even his they asked his dad whether he should have made the squad and he was like ah to be fair in fairness probably not they are <laughs> 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 uh, yeah which is you know your dad's not backing you up good one uh oh, yeah man. so but they yeah far are they who are they missing in terms of that Irish, because every player picking up i was like oh that's that's a, that's a uh, that's yeah a peter Armani plays for munster He's one of their loose forwards. All right. So Bundy Aki plays for Munster. Bundy Aki plays for Connacht, but he's not oh, so a starter when, um, when Henshaw and Ringrose are both fit. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mac Hansen plays for Connacht as well. 
and then and like sometimes Ian Henderson, the lock starts, but not always. So and Tyke Byrne when he's playing plays for us. So there's a handful of guys, but genuinely like one, two, three, oh, one of the locks, two of the Lucys, the halfback, the ten, the twelve, the thirteen, the right winger and the fullback yeah. are pretty much all left. And winger. your boy yeah. and your boy um Kalen Doris got a uh, got the time in the naughty chair as well. Mm, yeah, no, he did. Mm. He got himself a yellow card. That was one of those ones where he was like the the riff very quickly found a way to kind of mitigate it down. Like he, he found multiple factors. So I have yeah. felt just a general trend of, because they don't have the 20 minute red cards, they are very quick to like hunt down some kind of mitigation. It just seems to be, I don't know whether it's the the refs doing it or if it's like being kind of, you know, like instructed to them to like look for mitigation. But certainly there's been a, a change from 12 months ago when it was just like, there was red. I mean, there's still red cards, but there were more red cards last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I hope they actually adopt what the Super... We've bitched a lot about the Super Rugby, but the one thing the Super Rugby is doing really nicely at the moment is the um, uh, the immediate yellow base. Right. If they know it's going to... And then just they can sort it off out the, off the field, you know? Like, it's just made the game so it much works. quicker. Like, I was not really sold nicely. on like the initial yellow and then the TMO faffs about in the background, I thought, nah, it's another real complication. No, keep it yeah. simple. But no, it actually works really well. All the ref has to make a call is, like, is it at least a yellow and not mm. at the threshold of, like, a clear and obvious, like, punch to the face red card. If it's anywhere yeah. in there, you're gone and you're not my problem anymore. So game yeah. keeps moving if, on. TMO if has it's a chance a, to review. If it's not an old-school red card, like an old-school red card was something terribly malicious and you were just yeah. like okay you you've just come onto the field with a with a uh, machete and try to take this guy's head off again yeah. it's a red card yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. Mm. No, i think yeah, that's and, uh, i think that's worked really well uh, who have we not talked about in terms of the champions cup games the the sharks got went down the uh what are the other teams stormers went down uh lens uh, saracens saracens yeah. uh, one of the english hopes you know they they looked like they were kind of um overpowered really and yeah. you know well, with a lot of Mario, Mario they look like giants don't they yeah yeah they're yeah. genuinely and, some just really big bodies so yeah hmm. ronan agara likes likes big men in his team i like big men and i cannot lie uh <laughs> <laughs> um in terms of what what's the actual uh the lineup for the semi-finals who's playing who what's going uh, on Toulouse Mark? is gonna play leinster which is gonna be a mm-hmm. massive clash because that's two of your kind of favorites going at it and then lara shell is going to take on exeter i don't think anyone expected exeter to get quite this far because exeter as i said have not been in their finest form like they won the thing a couple of years ago and they genuinely look like a very very difficult team to beat but Another team that yeah, loves right. forward play, and then they changed the rule about um, goal line dropouts because Exeter would just mm. be like the pick and go team. They pick and go you to death. But now that the mm. fact that if they fail, they get a dropout, they've lost kind of their weapon. So yeah, mm. they've not been the force they were. There's probably other factors at play, but that seems to be one of them. So are you picking? Uh, would Lara Shell versus Leinster be a relatively not sure bet, but that would um, be, be tasty. That's a final. Reckon, that looks like a nice yeah, final. That would be tasty because um, with Bruno Nogara in charge of Lara Shell, they'd have the Irish connection. So yeah, yes, wow. I would I would like to see that final. Okay, it could happen. Well, for you, we'll make it happen, Mark. How's Thank that? You. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, in terms yeah, of well. YouTube stuff, it's probably better if two English-speaking teams make the final, to be honest, because then, <laughs> hey, YouTube audience. Hey, listen to us. We are people who can't speak French. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, is yeah. there much? There is a French rugby podcast, is it? Isn't there? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've I never really listened to it. I don't really um, listen to any yet. Do you listen to any rugby podcasts other than this no, one? Of course. Some I've watched all my rugby. I think I've pretty much had enough rugby for a wee while. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What kind of idiot would listen to a rugby podcast? I mean, come on, do something better with your life. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not we I appreciate you listening. I listen to them every now and again, but I wouldn't say I have a regular uh, one. Sometimes I, I sometimes I listen to occasionally. I listen to your buddies. Um, the old squidge retrospective just because it's a bit oh, yeah. quirky and a bit different and i'm like yeah man yeah, yeah, yeah. i really want to learn about fiji playing ivory coast in 1987 or some random exactly. you know it's, it's just a different kind of take it's interesting um yeah. yeah but hey look i feel like we've talked about rugby have we talked we about did. rugby we we did. we did it mate do you want me to tell you a little bit about some of the murmurings in the nrl world about players that they're looking to uh poach like, why does eddie jones do this like wasn't the whole downfall of the wallabies no the it was the, kind of partly, it was the partly linked to the fact that they didn't invest enough in rugby players and grassroots yeah. and they just kept relying on let's get all the league guys in but that's not a sustainable mm. model I don't think – I think a lot of the uh, – there are a, a shit ton of NRL players that are taken – handpicked from the prestigious rugby schools in Australia. Like, mm. they take the good ones. They always take them. So they, they take a lot from rugby and they bring them into, into league, um, you know, because it's just a quicker pathway and there are way yeah. more teams and there's way more prestige and you, you're going to be a legend in your, in your town. You're going to be – yeah, it's, there's a lot of attractions to NRL if you're an Australian. But um, I don't think – he's gone on the record to say if he wants to get it, oh, you calm down here. Hey, well, a few honky honks. Um, if he's gone on the record to say if he wants to get like a world class outside back, like just out from anywhere, he can't rely on um, he can't rely on it just coming naturally organically through the system. He says when they do, that's great. But if he wants to get some a world class player and be able to um, assure that he's going to be they're going to be competitive and they're going to be able to create a stir on the world stage he has to go to the nrl so that's why wow. he picked up lottie lottie to carry wendell sailor and matt rogers you know mm. in the last tournament you know he was a big part of getting those guys and they were like three crucial players that got them to that 2003 world cup final and they were like players that actually caused a lot of headaches for the all blacks as well when we played them so obviously they've got sawali but the players that he's actually talked about um uh, going after he's he keeps on going on about cam munster cam munster is the out the Isn't number six which, that's right um and he is a world-class rugby league player he got a lot of talent and a huge amount of um uh, uh just just a phenomenal talent plays for the new south wales plays play for us no not new south wales sorry queensland play for australia mm. been a crucial part of melbourne and their success um, and he keep, he always goes on about him. But the other one that's really, really exciting, which I'm, I can see your face. Give me your excited face. <laughs> that's your Kalen Doris face. Um, as he keeps on going on about Nathan. Oh, no. There's, there's a little bit of talk, uh, sort of murmuring about Nathan Cleary. Do you know who Nathan Cleary is? Oh, he's the son of Ivan. 
He's the son of <clears throat> Ivan Cleary, the former Warrior and former Warriors coach. Uh, Nathan Cleary. But reckons um, if the Warriors had kept no, Ivan Cleary, then the Warriors would have run the one the NRL. Yeah, and they probably would have got Nathan Cleary as well because Nathan Cleary was born in Australia. Obviously, Ivan's an Australian, but they were in New Zealand for a good decade while he was the coach and, and also a, one of the, a player there as well. He yeah. um, he spent a lot of his youth. He kind of grew up in New Zealand. That's Nathan, and he worships um, the ground that uh, Dan Carter works on. Walks on. He's gone on on record saying his favorite player across the sports is um, Dan Carter, and he's done a lot of kicking work with Dan Carter and all the, all this sort of thing. He's gone into it on a, in a lot of um and a, a fair bit of detail but there, okay. and there's always been a bit of uh, murmuring about the fact that he might go to union one day and he has won pretty much everything he can possibly win in league now he's won a world cup with right. australia he's won two back-to-back um nrl premierships with the penrith panthers and right. um he's also won i think he's won one queensland i uh, know state of origin with new south wales so that's basically okay. he's done he's done it all so and yep. he's still quite young i, I think he's mid 20s still yeah. mid mid 20s he's still quite a young man so there's a fair bit of talk that he could um move on to um are there, are you know, like move on to the, yeah, some stage. to replace a 10 yeah he's a yeah but he's got he's freakishly skillful like he's got and he's a great kicker he's a great drop kicker he's a he's um you know he's a very good goal kicker he's got no very nippy he's got a great great pass he's got all those skills you need hard position though to like transition between control the two no if if anyone could do it if anyone could do it this guy he is class 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You heard it here first on the Two Cents Get Distracted podcast. This is a podcast. We didn't mention that towards the start of it. So anyway, that's they're just and there seems to be more talk in the um, NRL circles about trying to protect the game from union and all that sort of thing. And they Ooh. seem to be getting quite anxious. So I feel I get the feeling there's a bit going on behind the scenes. You know, okay. it's all conjecture. But yeah, I just hope Eddie doesn't forget to. Get Rugby Australia to send some of that money down to the grassroots level and keep the game alive in Australia. I I know, but they like the this horse is bolted. Like the I know that's important, but one of the key ways you actually get engagement at a grassroots level, grassroots level is having a really successful um, international mm-hmm. test team. And right now they kind of slipped so far off the pace that they're not generating that excitement for getting wanting to get the young players into it you know so i don't know yeah maybe there's yeah 1.7 million dollars is they can't play pay all these players that sort of money can they so no yeah yeah hmm that's yeah, josh I don't know. joseph Sawali, by the way anyway your sends, what's your take on that sends, big sends, rant sends, the nl sends, rant i gave you sends uh i've reckon it sends not the best message to the guys who are um you know already playing union in australia that you know yeah that's not good enough or, or whatever. So I don't know, man. Like I feel the right coaches don't always have like the out and out most talented players. You just need to mm. I mean it's very easy to say. But I mean, look at Jamie Joseph. When he got the Highlanders, they grabbed mm. like Martin, they grabbed Tony Woodcock, they grabbed I think Brad Thorne, they had all these rugby world cup winning all blacks and they were absolute yeah. dog shit. And then, yeah. was it the very next year they just picked up this bunch of guys who were kind of rejects from all these other teams, 
got them to to kind of bond and become this just really cohesive unit that played to their strengths. They were like, we can't play like the other teams play. We're going to kick the leather off the ball and we can tackle the fucking house down. Like, let's just do that. Yeah. And they won Super Rugby yeah, title totally. on it. So I don't feel like you just need to go, wow, that guy's really good. Let's get that guy. Like, just always having the yeah. best guys doesn't necessarily mean that you've got the best team. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. But the, there's but a world-class talent's never going to hurt. Is it? Yeah. You know, especially if that's the thing Sandwiches. that you're really lacking. <laughs> Sam Burgess, that's right. I, you know, his big problem though, Sam Burgess. Can I let? I, I actually, I've, I've written, I've, you know, this piece that I've been talking about that I've been writing for a while. Uh-huh. I've been writing it for about two months now, and to be honest, it's not that long. Um, but I'm about three quarters of the way through it. But I do Ooh. in the piece, I do make a comparison between uh, what made Sam Burgess so bad in union versus what made brad thorne so good because essentially they were the same same type of player played in the same position in league um same same height same weight um but one of them was very very successful in league and one of them was very very successful in union can i give it away the secret what it was one of them decided to play i don't actually want to play in the forwards even though i'm this massive beast and he tried to be a midfielder and the other one was like yeah i'm a massive beast I, i probably should play sick i should probably play lock you know nice that's that's that the same really the same height as Brad Thorne. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a tall guy. Yeah. Okay. Both about 115 kilos. Yeah. I think they're I that's think they're really both lit. um I think they're both your height though. I think they're both six four. Six four? Big units. Yeah, yeah big units. You're a big right, unit. This guy right? told me the other day when I said to somebody, um, like in New Zealand we play rugby, and I was like, uh you know, I'm I'm not like kind of built for it. He he looked at me as if like, how the fuck is six foot four not built for rugby? And I was just like, <laughs> you are built for rugby, by the way. You just never went after it. And if you put a bit of mass on that frame, you could have, you could have yeah, been one of those big was, units. I was, I was, I was a stick. Yeah. Bean pole. Bean yeah, pole. I yeah, was yeah, generally yeah. a bit like fastball to build. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, anyway. right. Yeah, you could have made a good a good fastballer. Oh, I have a, I'd have a really bad back by this point. You probably would. Um, you got bad everything else, though, don't you? I got bad knee. That's under bad control. knee. Your wife tells me you've got a terrible penis as well. That's Just, exactly it's, right. It's, as well. It's, 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 when you were talking, you were talking about your piece and how it wasn't that long. <laughs> I was just thinking penis, penis, penis. You've written up your piece. That's okay, so okay, okay. Uh, let's talk about the strength. In our last podcast, you literally went on a rant about just screaming penis for about 10 minutes of that last podcast, which was very odd. Yeah, but, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, just quickly, I know you're really interested in something else. Did you see? Yeah, uh-huh. Did you catch what happened in the UFC over the weekend? I caught nothing about it. So lay it on me. I heard oh. when I first came to the studio here, you were not at your computer and you had some kind of recording playing about the UFC. They were talking uh, about Israel well, Sonia on your whatever you were listening uh, to. Sonia. Disonya. Uh, yeah, so he finally got his retribution against the um, absolute m- massive unit that is Alex Pereira, and okay. did a bit of the did a bit of the rope of dope. It looked like he was getting hammered against the the ropes, and incredible, right. incredibly uh, dramatic fashion. Just gave him a little one big overhand right, stuns him, comes in with another overhand right. Knocks him out, comes down with a huge hammer fist, bang, Whoa. and then and that was like just this hugely dramatic moment. And then 
like you go watch the footage. Listen, he pulled of... out a bow and arrow and just fucking shot no, him did. in the face. He did because one of Alex Pereira's things is when he comes out to the thing, he always comes out, and once he can see the cage, he does this big. Uh, this is the Brazilian who has okay. been um, uh, Adesanya a number of times. Does this thing where he, one of his rituals is he lets go of a bow and arrow at the at, at his opponent from uh, as he's coming in. Oh. So once oh. once he got knocked, once this is a true thing, and then once uh, Adesanya knocked him out, just did three bow and arrows like on his like lying corpse on the ground. Wow. Like it was oh. very very dramatic. Okay. And then to make things even worse, so back in like 2017 or maybe actually 2015 2016. They had their second uh, um, kickboxing match in Glory, which is a kickboxing promotion, and Adesanya got knocked out cold, like with a big mm. right hand, because Pereira is probably the most powerful, definitely the most powerful middleweight, but one of the most powerful punches in the UFC, full stop, just okay. depending on weight. Um, but he got knocked out cold um, really, really badly by Pereira. And then they were going through, you know, handing Pereira's flowers. And his son went into the, was in the, was in the ring and pretended to knock himself out and like lie flat next to, um, Adesanya taking the piss out of him like oh. his, like and his son would have been like seven or something like that but was just being really wow. silly and like just trying to like rub it in his face that my dad knocked you out ha 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 basically um wow. so yeah he's smacking himself in the face with a uh with a with a, a water bottle and, and pretending to be knocked out just like trying to mimic what it was what Adesanya did basically so Adesanya on the record talks about how petty he is and how he likes to get things back. So as soon as he, once he did his three arrows, found uh, Pereira's son in the crowd, pointed at him, and then just mocked getting knocked out. Like, boom, that, like, I, that's just wow. what I did to your dad. It was pretty amazing. That's <laughs> really theater, like, man. Oh, my God. Incredible theatre, incredible theatre, and like he's been uh, like a lot of people have said that's just awesome. That was amazing, and all that sort of stuff. And like they've used that uh, footage of H Pereira's son you know, m mocking uh, Israel quite a few times, and uh, they've put it in embedded where like Pereira is saying how funny it is and all that sort of stuff. But it is terrible yeah. sportsmanship in terms of you shouldn't like do that to like yeah. your dad's competitor who's just been knocked out. So people are like saying, okay, you know, well maybe he's only eleven now, but that kid's just learned a lesson about humility. Like he's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, you know, and Pereira, and Pereira's come out and said he doesn't have a problem with it. He's like, well, he did it, you know. So that's one of the consequences. So they've all both kind of handled it quite nicely, you know. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if anything even remotely like that happened in rugby, the oh, jeez, the, been acquiring the, the, the fun, the fun police would, um, yeah, yes. would, would be all over that one. Yeah, absolutely. We're too good for fun. Selling the fight. Sell the fight. That's just what I keep really thinking is we just need to sell these sell these games and sell the conflicts. You know, that's what it's 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 a massively, massively physical battle. Like it yeah, yeah, involves yeah. big men, big egos. And a lot of macho bullshit, and on on the woman's side too. You know, you gotta you gotta sell it on both ends. Like next time England play, or the um, play the Black Ferns, let's sell the crap out of the, yeah. you know, the revenge factor. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, we're only humans. We gotta we gotta appeal to our humanity. Our humanity loves a little bit of drama you know we really mm. do you know that's kind of how we survived anyway 
on that bombshell. You got anything else that you want to talk about, Mark? I mean, you're going away soon, right? What are we going to do podcast I am. Yeah, Shiza, we could both be in um, Asian countries very, very shortly. I'm not sure if we'll be able to. Well, it depends on whether I'm in a situation where I'm able to upload. I don't know. I'm just going to be sort of, yeah, yeah, get the internet and sort of be in a good position. So we'll play it by air. Sorry, sorry, we've been away for a couple of weeks. Um, Very rudely, Mark has decided to go to China. And very rudely, I'm going to decide to go to Malaysia very, very, very soon. But uh, as of May, we will be back to regular service, won't we? Yeah. I guess. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. So, yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed this little Asian spectacular. Well, West Auckland slash Chinese spectacular. I haven't, had, I haven't had breakfast yet. I literally got out of bed and got my fucking computer ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, mate. And you haven't even had a coffee. No, I've only had fucking twin yonai. Stop swearing. Hey, is this, yeah, I don't oh, even sorry. know if this channel is, is, is going on, to be honest. Okay, well, I can keep these fucks in then. That's great. Uh, All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uncensored version of uh, Two Cents to Get Distracted. Mark, can you tell these wonderful listeners where they may be listening or if they're watching on YouTube, where could they listen to this wonderful podcast? Spotify. Yes. iHeartRadio. Yes. Apple Podcasts. Google, Google podcasts. podcasts. There you go. Yeah. Stitcher. Stitcher. Like anywhere, you get, anywhere you get your podcast, you could probably get our lovely voices, you know? And look, we've, we'll get a lot of complaints about sound. Mark sounded a little bit uh, dusty in this one, but hopefully I sounded okay. With, yeah, uh, I can't with actually hear myself. I did have a couple of other head little majobbies. I'm, I'm dangling them, but neither of them worked. And it's seven in the morning, and I haven't had breakfast, so I was just like, "All right, fuck it, we're going with the wireless." Yeah, but do it live. Yeah, you know where that's from? It's a movie about music. No, it's no. A, from a very, very famous sort of early '90s um, behind. Well, not like clip of Bill O'Reilly, who was a big Fox News guy. Oh yeah, real, real wank rack of a dude. Yes, um, yes. Did he and get sex this... for, like doing weird things off in the Caribbean or something, or was it somebody else? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Rush Limbaugh. No, yeah, he got sacked for doing um, well, similar sort of stuff, but like a huge amount of sexual harassment. And there was tons and tons of um, secret handshakes or golden handshakes that were done behind right. closed doors to keep it all under wraps. But it eventually overspilled because basically every couple of months he would sexually harass someone terribly, you know? Yeah. He once rang up. Uh, there's a recording of him comparing his erect penis to a falafel or something, which is uh, it's an interesting thing to do. Allegedly, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Let's bob our head for a little while to end this podcast because people don't, love the audio of us bobbing our heads. I mean, don't, comp- don't compare your penis to a falafel either. That's that's really just odd. a waffle? Really. <laughs> Uh, is that i've never done this yeah have you heard have you heard the whole blue waffle thing apparently it's awful it's a good don't google image search blue waffle everybody and then because i've never done it the only time i ever did one was when i um google image searched uh lemon party do you know what a lemon party is no i'm very naive 
yeah, Lemon Party. Don't Google search that. I did actually Google image search that because someone told me not to. And I was like, okay. Um, but I definitely didn't do it. So I've been told very seriously about the Blue Waffle thing. But the Lemon a Lemon Party is an elderly man's orgy. Yeah, it's just imagine that in your head, everybody. Yeah. On that note, um, right. <laughs> so I hope you are you going to get out and film today. By the way, Mark, how's the um, footage going? Getting some yeah, great no, stuff. I'm getting, out, I'm getting out about. I've been to a couple of um, there's a couple of stadiums around here. I went and took my camera and tried to talk to some people. I got told off yesterday um, for filming some firemen. Right. Filming firemen, firemen in New Zealand. Firemen are always like kids come sit in the fucking fire engine have a pencil yeah, yeah. like color in like something about fire safety and like i went to the stadium it wasn't locked or anything like the gates were wide open i wandered on in i was having a look around and i was like oh i could read the sound like something about like citywide firefighters competition and i was like oh i'll see what these guys are up to because like i've been to another stadium a couple of days earlier and they had rock climbing on and they were like yeah come out oh, wow. come, come see the rock climbing and i was like cool I was like, oh, maybe I'll go look at the, the fireman, and I got told off by a fireman. Well, you're, just like, you're gotta, here. doing what you're doing. You get, you've got to get told off a few times, don't you? It's yeah. part of it, really. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. All right. Well, I can't wait for the channel to start, mate. I can't wait to see some of it. Or are you going to put it on two cents? Have you decided? Two cents rugby. Well, it's not going to be on two cents rugby. That's for sure. Okay. I would never pollute the the, the purity <laughs> of our fine gentlemanly game. With, uh, with I, pollute, I, pollute, I pollute the crap out of my channel. I do. I've been doing like because I haven't really making much. It's just to feed the beast. I've just been doing these terrible reaction videos. Reaction videos. Just me going, whoa, whoa. look at that! Whoa. And it, and I love the reaction face thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> reaction face thumbnail. Like yeah, I do that. I do it. I do all the yeah. gimmicks. It's great. That's when I launch yeah. my Chinese travel channel. I'm just gonna be like, you won't believe what I found in China. Oh my god! You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, but the sad thing is, it, it makes it people click on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. If it didn't work, we wouldn't do it. I'm sorry. Okay, so you've got yourself to blame for clicking on it, guys. Um, anyway, great to chat, Mark. I hope you're well. Yes. I'm going to press end recording on this very, very soon. But thank you all Good. very much for listening. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you, folks. Be back in New Zealand. Right